Thank you for tuning into Weathering the Storm podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. That's scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, our goal is to help us weather the storms of life by looking to and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. Here is your host, Drew Suttles. Hello and welcome to Weathering the Storm, a podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by sustaining an unwavering faith in God. I'm your host, Drew Suttles. I thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm looking forward to another opportunity to open up the Word of God with you. And today we're going to be in the book of Job. And so if you have your Bibles and you're in a place where you can open them, I invite you to the wonderful book of Job. In this podcast, we are striving to look at biblical examples. Specifically, in this season, season three, we're looking at those in Scripture who faced some very difficult storms, but how they were able to weather those storms. And by looking to their example, hopefully have the encouragement to weather the storms that we may face today. Just a reminder that weathering the storm is now a part of the Scattered Abroad Network. So if you haven't already, please go and, and like us on Facebook, find us on Instagram, and as I strive to mention every episode, please pray for us, as we're hoping that this will be an opportunity to spread the gospel through the avenue of podcast and to spread it to, to as many people as possible. So thank you once again for listening in today. In our last episode, we examined the example of Nehemiah, and we talked about how Nehemiah was able to weather the storm of opposition. And remember, he went back to Jerusalem to help rebuild the walls. But he faced opposition. There were those who uh, tried to create confusion, those who tried to cause a division between the people. But the people had a mind to work. And Nehemiah encouraged them. And by his great example, they came together and they were able to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. And what a wonderful example we have in Nehemiah to uh, stay faithful and really look to his example of, of how he stayed faithful even during that difficult time. Well, today as we examine Job, it's hard to put or pinpoint one storm that he faced because he faced so much. Job is an individual who faced more than most humans would face in multiple lifetimes. It's amazing to read this uh, this book and to consider all that takes place. Uh, and I have always been just enamored with a study of this book, uh, amazed by it. Uh, so thankful that God has blessed me with the opportunity to, to study this in depth. Studying at the Memphis School of Preaching, Brother Dan Cates did a phenomenal job teaching this book. And I'm just very privileged to go through it verse by verse. And, and every time I read it, I learn something new, I find something new. And so thankful to go back with you, uh, go back through this book with you today. I do want to take a moment to uh, encourage you to go and listen to my good friend Jameson Stewart's podcast entitled Asking God Why. And Brother Jameson is also uh, on the Scattered Abroad Network, his podcast, Asking, Asking God Why. And the reason that I, I emphasize his podcast in this episode is in his first season, he talked about the book of Job in every episode. And going through the book with that question, asking God why. Uh, he does a great, great job. It's a wonderful student of the Bible. And so I encourage you to go and find Asking God Why, the podcast, 
by Jameson Stewart, and you will be uh, certainly encouraged and enriched by listening to that again as he goes through the book of Job. As we begin, let's go to Job chapter 1 so we can be reminded of, of who Job was. In Job chapter 1 and verse 1, we read, There was a man in the land of us whose name was Job, and that man was blameless and upright, one who feared God and shunned evil. What a wonderful statement, an opening statement made about Job. This is a wonderful person. This is a godly person. This is someone who sets a good example uh, for us even today. But then we read about his wealth, not only his spiritual wealth, but his physical wealth. Verse 2. He had seven sons and he had three daughters. His possessions were 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and a very large household, so that this man was the greatest of all the people of the East. You know, when we talk about sports, we say, uh, we call it the GOAT, the greatest of all time. Who is the greatest of all time? And you can pick your sport, and there's debates, there's shows on it all the time. Well, there's no debate here with Job. This was the greatest man in the East. He had great wealth. He had uh, a great integrity about him. He was an upright man, godly man. This is the greatest of all the people of the East. It's also important to think about those numbers. You know, numbers matter, especially in Scripture. The number seven, completion. The number three, perfection. Seven and three, you have the number ten. Job was, if we could say it this way, perfectly blessed, completely blessed by God. But then as you continue reading through Job chapter 1, you find that Satan comes and attacks Job's character. This, this is very interesting because it, it's kind of a way that, that God pulls back the curtain and allows us to see something that, that we wouldn't see in this life. There's, without this recorded, there's no way we could have known it. Here we see this being revealed. We're, we're able to see what takes place as Satan attacks the character of Job. Notice in verse 6. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came from among them. And the Lord said to Satan, From where do you come? And so Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro on the earth and from walking back and forth on it. Oh, I'm just, I'm just minding my own business, just doing my own thing. God says, You've been considering my servant Job, haven't you? There's none like him on the earth. He's blameless, he's upright. He fears me and he shuns evil. You've been considering him, haven't you? And so Satan attacks him. He said, does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge around him? Look at, look at how you've blessed him. Of course he serves you. But verse 11, why don't you stretch out your hand and touch all that he has and he will curse you to your face. The Lord said to Satan, behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on this person. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. We go back to how Job was blessed. We mentioned that he had all those children. He had a great household. He had all those uh, livestock. He had all of these riches. But Job is going to lose his property. And he's going to lose his children. You read through the end of this, the rest of this chapter, and you find that he lost that. But then in chapter 2, we find that Job not only lost his property, lost his children, he lost his health. Now he's having to deal with the pain of, of what can come upon him in, in, in this physical body. You think about all the physical uh, things that could attack one's body, the worst illnesses in the world. This is Satan's one shot. 
to put as much on a man as possible regarding his physical ailments. I have an idea that this was absolutely horrible for Job. But here's the first point I want to make as we dive into this. As Job is weathering this storm, and and as we mentioned, these multiple storms, the first thing that jumps out to us about Job is that this man lost everything except for his faith. He lost everything except for his faith. I have a a lot of scripture that I'd like to read. I think that's always a great thing to do. Uh, But I want to encourage you, if you don't have the opportunity to flip through these now, that maybe you can write these down and look at them later. I've compiled these as statements of faith, if you will, made by Job that will hopefully encourage us. In, in the context, in view of the fact that Job just lost his children, all of his children, he lost all of his livelihood, he lost all of his uh, health, just about. He's barely hanging on, and yet he keep he stayed, and yet he maintains his faith in God. I believe that can be very helpful for us as we strive to weather the storm. Let's notice these passages together. Job one twenty through twenty two. Then Job arose, tore his robe, and shaved his head, and he fell to the ground and worshipped. And he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, naked shall I return there. The Lord gave, the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job did not sin, nor charge God with wrong. You see, Job, as we go through the book of Job, Job thought this was God that did it to him. Of course, we know that was Satan. Satan's the one that came and and attacked him. But this whole time, Job thinks it's God. And yet, notice his response. When all of this happened to him, what did he do? He worshiped. And then he said, blessed be the name of the Lord. Job lost everything but his faith. Job 2, 9 and 10. Then his wife, his wife said to him, do you still hold fast to your integrity? Curse God and die. But he said to her, you speak as one of the foolish women speaks. Shall we indeed accept good from God and shall we not accept adversity? And all this, Job did not sin with his lips. What a powerful statement. Look at all the good that God has done for us. Look at how he's blessed us. Shall we not handle this adversity as well? Again, Job thinks this is coming from God. But we know that every good and perfect gift comes from God. James 1.17. If it's evil, that doesn't come from God. That's from Satan. But Job didn't know that. Job, in his mind, he thinks this is God putting this on him, and he don't understand why, which adds to the storm. It's another storm, a storm of confusion. What is going on? Why am I suffering like this? But again, he lost everything but his faith. Job 13, 13 through 15. Hold your peace with me and let me speak. Then let come on me what may. Why do I take my flesh in my teeth and put my life in my own hands? Though he, again, he's thinking this is God doing this to him. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Even so, I will defend my own ways before him. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Job says, even if he decides to take my life, I'm going to trust him. What an amazing testament to his faith. Job 19, 23 through 27. Oh, that my words were written. Oh, that they were inscribed in a book. Well, guess what, Job? They are. And we are certainly thankful for that. Oh, that they were engraved on a rock with an iron pen and led forever. For I know that my Redeemer lives 
and he shall stand at last on the earth. And after my skin is destroyed, this I know, that in my flesh I shall see God, whom I shall see for myself. And my eyes shall behold, and not another, how my heart yearns within me. Listen to that faith that Job had. I know that my Redeemer lives, and I know that I'm going to see him. He lost everything but his faith. Job 23, 10-12 But he knows the way that I take. When he has tested me, I shall come forth as gold. My foot has held fast to his steps. I have kept his way. I have not turned aside. I have not departed from the commandment of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Job is speaking of the fact that the Lord knows that he's done his very best to follow him and serve him. And he views all this as a huge test. But notice that statement of faith. I shall come forth as gold. These tests, what I'm going through right now, it's going to make me stronger, which is exactly what we find in James 1, 2 and following. The trials of life can make us stronger if we'll come through it with the right attitude. Job had this great faith in God. Job 27, 2 through 6. As God lives, who has taken away my justice and the Almighty, who has made my soul bitter, as long as my breath is in me and the breath of God in my nostrils, my lips will not speak wickedness, nor my tongue utter deceit. Far be it from me. That I should say you are right. Till I die, I will not put away my integrity from me. My righteousness I hold fast. I will not let it go. My heart shall not reproach me as long as I live. Again, he's making these statements of faith that even though he's striving and even though he's facing these horrible storms, he is keeping his faith in God. Finally, Job 42, 2 through 6. This is the very last chapter in the book of Job. This is finally when Job realizes, okay, God didn't do this to me. This was not him, not his doing after God answers him in Job, uh, Job 40 and 41. I know that you can do everything and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. You asked, who is this who hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore, I have uttered what I did not understand. Things too wonderful for me, which I did not know. Listen, please, and let me speak. You said, I will question you and you shall answer me. I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. Therefore, I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. Now Job realizes. God was not doing this to me. God did not cause this evil to come upon me. But isn't it amazing from Job 1 to Job 42, with all that Job lost, he never lost his faith in God. What a powerful lesson for us. In the second place, let's notice that Job, in striving to weather all these different storms, listened to criticism, but didn't allow it to change his position. He listened to criticism, but he didn't allow it to change his position. We have three main friends, and then, of course, we have Elihu that comes toward the end of the book, so we can say uh, four friends that came to him, and they criticized him. At first, they sat with him. You remember they sat with him, and they didn't even recognize him. He was in so much, such grief, and his physical appearance, he looked totally different because of all that had happened, and they sat and they mourned with him. They didn't say anything, but then they started to speak. But we see Job taking it. In Job 16, verses 1 through 5, this is kind of a, a commentary, really, on, on all of the discourse that we find between he and his friends. 
Job answered and said, I have heard many such things. Miserable comforters are you all. <laughs> You're supposed to be my friend. You're supposed to be comforting me. You're doing a miserable job at it. Shall words of wind have an end? What provokes you that you answer? I could also speak as you do if your soul were in my soul's place. I could heap up words against you, shake my head at you, but I would strengthen you with my mouth and the comfort of my lips would relieve your grief. Job says, in other, in other words, you're not in my shoes. You can act like you are, but, but you're not. They had no idea what he was going through. They had no idea how it felt. Job says, I'd like to think if I were in your situation and you were in mine, that I would try to strengthen you with my words. I'd try to comfort you with my words. But you know, Job, on top of, of everything that he faced, could you imagine sitting there and listening to criticism? As one individual tells you exactly what you've done wrong and why you're going through this, and, and then he leaves and another one comes and does the same thing? Reminds us of Jesus, doesn't it? When he was reviled, he reviled not again. The criticism that he took, even though he listened to this criticism, he did not allow it to change his position. You know, we are criticized for positions that we take, convictions that we have. Don't let it change your position when you're, when you're siding with the Word of God. Uh, when you are right in the sight of God, don't let anything change your position on that. We're going to be criticized. We're going to face criticism. But don't allow it to change you. And that's what Job was able to do. And that helped him to weather the storm. You know, he could have given into that, couldn't he? He could have gotten in a, a battle with them, a battle of words. He could have uh, taken to heart what they said and, and changed his view and said, you know what, I, you're right. This is all God's fault. I'm done. I'm throwing in the towel. I'm done with it. But he didn't. How we respond to criticism is extremely important. And we're going to notice that again in just a moment. But before we get to the application, let's consider a third point very quickly. Job, by staying faithful to God, was blessed abundantly by God. Now, of course, in chapter 1, we read that Job was the greatest man of the East. He was certainly blessed physically. He was blessed spiritually. But we know in the patriarchal system, the, the, the blessings were physical. There were some great physical blessings, like Abraham was one who was physically blessed. Of course, as we come to the New Testament, the Christian age, we have spiritual blessings. Ephesians 1.3, all spiritual blessings are found in Christ. But Job was blessed by God. And you know something that's very interesting? Job didn't have the book of Job. We have the wonderful ability to read the book of Job. We have the ability to see what took place between Satan and God there in the first two chapters. We have the ability to look through the book and see what's going on. Job didn't have that. Job could struggle to even get a wink of sleep at night. He had all kinds of physical ailments. He had to deal with the loss of all of his children, his wife telling him to curse God and die, his friends coming to do that. Job didn't have the book of Job. He didn't have chapter 42. He didn't know how this was going to pan out. We have the, the opportunity to read through this book and know how it ends. He didn't have it. And how much more powerful does that make it that he stayed faithful in all of this? But again, he was blessed by God because of his faithfulness. In Job 42, the last chapter, we find this, verse 10. And the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. <laughs> you consider uh, how 
great Job was and all of his blessings, and the Lord blessed him twice as much. The last two verses, Job 42, 16 and 17, with everything that happened to him, notice how it ends. After this, Job lived 140 years, saw his children and grandchildren for four generations. So Job died old and full of days. What a dark period that he faced. What a horrible storm and multiple storms that he faced. And yet, because he he lost everything but his faith, because he stayed the course, and because he stayed faithful, he was blessed. You know, we may never experience the loss and frustration that Job did. Certainly not to that degree. But we do face difficult trials of life, don't we? You know, loss is a part of life. If you've not been affected by loss yet, then if you live long enough, you will. But when we experience that, when we lose what seems to be everything, let's make sure we never lose our faith. A second point of application is that criticism isn't always a negative thing. You know, criticism can be constructive, but of course it can be destructive. Here's the, here's the point that I want to make with this. When we are criticized by others, we can be like Job. If it's negative, we can listen to it. But only take it in a way that can motivate us or help us to be better. But let's make sure that when negative criticism comes to us, that we don't take it to heart and we don't get down and out, but we try to take it and turn it into a positive. That's what Job did. And again, we can learn from that, and that'll help us to weather many, many storms that may come our way. But third and finally, I was to close out this episode today. Just as God was with Job and he blessed Job, God will be with us and bless us as we stay faithful to him and do his will. We know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose, Romans 8, 28. I have been young and now I am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread, Psalm 37, 25. The Lord is with us. He will not forsake us. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. And if we shun the devil and submit to God, like Job, we'll be blessed. Ultimately, we'll be exalted. James 4, 7 and 8, as well as verse 10. I thank you so much for listening today. Certainly much more can be said about Job. <laughs> uh, what, a, what a phenomenal book. What a great example. What great lessons, rich lessons we can learn from his life and hopefully strive to apply them to our lives. I do hope and pray that this episode will help you in some way uh, to weather the storm. And again, we're always so very thankful for you listening, thankful to God for this opportunity, and to Him belongs all the glory. Thank you, and may God bless you. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's the Scattered Abroad Network at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.